Welcome to the In My Humble Opinion podcast, a podcast that looks to discuss a number of topics that sometimes create more questions than answers. The views and opinions expressed by the presenters are their own and can be assured are utterly and woefully misinformed. If you like explicit content and naive ignorance, then please enjoy at your own risk. Ghosts again? What's revenge filled about that? There's nothing. Yeah. The revenge is you ain't sick me, right? Happy New Year. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. We are back in the new year, 2024. Brand new year, brand new us. Uh, my name is Paul. My name's Rob. And we're going to be talking today about ghosts. We're going to be rehashing our pilot episode, as we've mentioned previously. Mm. Although that episode is our origins, our roots, it's our it's our it's our Wolverine origin story. Black and white noir. Black and white noir. You can listen to it. It's great. Got some fantastic bits in. But we wanted to mm. kind of retouch on that again and uh, just go through it in a better way, perhaps, uh, and, and introduce yeah. a little more humor into it. Yeah, we've learned our lessons. We, we smoothed it out a bit. I'm not massively pissed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's you know. a thing then. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know. Yeah, the format's changed slightly, and instead of arguing against points, we realised quite quickly that most of our opinions are the same, and yeah. that, in all reality, I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> so <laughs> that whole first episode was a bit of a lie. Uh, yeah. I'm going to skirt over that, um, which made it a little bit awkward at times. But mm. now, uh, with the way that the show is, I feel like we can retouch on that again. We're gonna we're gonna do a remake, and this yeah. is it. This is ghosts. Much like our our episodes, we're going to be going through some uh, stories. I've queued up quite a few of my favourite ones, and uh, I'm going to regale these stories uh, much as I do with I love it. And uh, we're going to have a listen. Kind of figure out, see if these stories have any genuine ghostly atmosphere to them. Yeah. Are they just bollocks? I don't really know. We'll, we're going to figure that out. Yeah, I mean they're all going to be bollocks, but I'm I'm looking for the funny parts. That's, oh yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, I'm going to focus on that. Yeah, like I've said previously, I do like to think that ghosts might exist. The idea though is kind of preposterous. <laughs> so in reality, you die. That's the end. Food yeah. for the worms. Yeah. Ta-ta. Food for the worms. You are reintegrated into the Mako system and mm. dis- distributed around the world like energy. Yeah. Energy around Gaia. We love it. Around, around Gaia. Yeah. I mean, that's if you follow the, the beliefs of, of Final Fantasy, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it is a thing. So I mean, is it's it? just, yeah, I mean, it's just real. What thing is it? Uh, it is the thing. <laughs> the, ah, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you dispute it? What's Mako then in reality? So Mako is um, you die and then your soul becomes an energy source, which is being depleted by like BP, shell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but that's made up. 
But in real life, <laughs> it's like BP shell fracking. God. I do enjoy a light fracking now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come uh, knacking if the shack's uh, fracking. <laughs> yeah, new new year, new frack. Yep, frack me. Um, but anyway, so uh, I've got a few stories here, and much like the normal stories that we have, there's a little title to them, uh, and we'll go through the stories and see see what we can kind of draw out of them. The first story I have here is called Demon in the Dark. Not so, like demon in ambient lighting. No, no, no. no demon on the cover of GQ magazine. <laughs> <laughs> demon nice. on the dance floor. No, maybe. No. Could be. Ooh. It's not though. It's none of those oh. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, the dark. <laughs> it's just the dark, and as we know, the dark is where demons lie. Or your side table. Um, yeah, your dirty little house. <laughs> dirty little house. <laughs> Travelling around the skirting board, having a good time. Yeah. My family travelled to the south of France to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked with. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free and we had ten days booked in there. So, nice ten little... days in the south of France? Yeah. That's a, that's a nice. great fortnight of holidaying cheeseness, I guess. Well, I mean, the fortnight's... I... 14 days, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, you count the working week as 10 days. The weekend yeah, but days is days, isn't it? Like, if you, if you... The, the, on time again, because <laughs> how time works. <laughs> yeah, like a fortnight is two weeks, which is 14 days. It's not 10 days, Paul. After a long two days on the road, we <laughs> drove a steep driveway towards the secluded mill cottage with the water wheel sat static alongside the stone house. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house, and a small river circled the place. It's so picturesque. I was literally there the other day in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> you know it. We went into the house and chose rooms, as you do. You're like, that's my room. I'm having that one because it's got the best bed and it's closest to the to the facilities. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The house was uh, drafty and cold from lack of use. So it just sat there static for a while. Got to warm it up. Um, we settled in. Why would, and t- why would it be drafty with lack of use? You know, if houses... If, in it's, the- like, no, if it's not being used, windows yeah. are shut, doors are shut, it should be drafty, should it? If it's being in use, everything's fucking open, airflow's going through. So... We- if it's in France, I guess, you know, if it's not in use, they just open it all up anyway. What? Right, fair enough then. That's solved that mystery. No, that's done. Okay, anyway, these guys <laughs> got in, and they were like, we settled in and turned all of the heating on. Every single ounce of heating was on, uh, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. <laughs> <laughs> the first night... We it had... must be a ghost! <laughs> it's a ghost! <laughs> ghost... Made it damp with their stuff. The first There's night, the exoplasm splashed up the walls <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Not that part yet. Let's just let's just see uh, how this pans out, right? They got to a lovely. St- <laughs> <laughs> they got to the south of France. They got into a, a drafty, cold house. They can't. They put Ooh. all the on. They can't can't feel that heat because it's still cold and damp. But, you know, in the first night, they set a fire in the living room. I think in the fireplace, not just set a fire right. to the living room. 
you know, got to, got to really warm up. Let's set the front room on fire. <laughs> this patch will do. <laughs> nice antique rug. <laughs> French oh, tapestry. Right. Yep, beautiful. <laughs> Pop it on the fire. Give it a burn. So they set the set the living room on fire and listened to a couple of audiobooks before my sister and I went to sleep. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Sounds Dude. lovely. Yeah. What they, was that Stephen Fry knocking about? So it was. Uh, you know that? My parents stayed up a little longer to have a bucking. <laughs> <laughs> and they went to bed for more fucking. <laughs> They're on holiday. Let them do it. Oh, yeah, right. Put the audio yeah. on, fuck off, so we can fuck. <laughs> hey, kids, kids, it's, it's a bear, Stephen Fry. Plus, he hangs out the back of his wife over by the fucking water wheel. <laughs> I want to both look out over the vista while we have sex. You're romanticising it too much and yeah. you're incorporating me into this. Oh, no, not us. You're li- yeah, but you're looking right at me in the eye and you're saying, we. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, don't look at me whilst we're doing it, all right? That would put me off my stride. Are we both doing it? <laughs> no, I'm doing it. You're, you're, you. No, you're not doing anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm appreciating the, the landscape, obviously. <laughs> A tear comes out of my eye. Exactly. <laughs> it's so painful. Um, <laughs> around midnight, both my parents woke up at exactly the same time, and the door to their bedroom was opening slowly. At first, they thought it was my sister until they saw a large, dark silhouette of a man framed in the doorway, standing stock still, just looking in their direction as if he was appraising them. <laughs> like a like, antique like, roadshow. <laughs> like, like a cattle market. <laughs> oh, this, is, like, mm. this is a fine mare over here. That's Look a horse. Like, but, yeah, appraising them. Well, earlier, your first session, I'll get that free out of three out of ten. But your second session with the veranda and the lovely landscape in the surrounding, it's a solid six. I can see you're tired. That's why you're just doing side-by-side spoony sex. You've had it to us before, but I do appreciate that. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten! Well, yeah, so a nice little soft spoony sex. After a short period, the shape turned and started to move as if satisfied. And then disappeared. He just stood there, fucking smashed one out, like <laughs> literally tugged to them, ripped the end off of it. And it was like, right, I'm out of here, I'm done. It's weird because even if it's obviously not a ghost, but even if it was just one of the kids, they're there staring at the parents. <laughs> Wanking. What? We don't know if that's part of it, but it seems like in a description, it may very well be. The parents then looked at each other, but didn't speak. And they both went back to sleep. Like, if that <laughs> happened, I'd be like, turn the fucking light on. There was a man at the door. It's like when you hear, like, you're upstairs and you're in bed and, you, you know, you're having a read or you're doing whatever. And there's a noise downstairs and your partner turns to you and say, Just heard a noise downstairs. Oh, yeah. And, like, they they don't say it explicitly, but you're like, they're like, Go and look. Yeah. And you yeah. argue back, like, Oh, yeah. It's like, 
It's one of the pets. Or like, oh, something's just fallen off the side. And then you don't pick it up and like, go on, have a look. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fucking funny, you have to go downstairs and do all that. With something like that, nine times out of ten, it's just something fallen off the side or like your dog's knocked over your favourite bars. Yeah. Or even, like, if it, even if it was something, so you go downstairs as a man with a big gun down there, I'll be like, I'll just literally walk back upstairs and go, it's nothing. I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not dealing with that. Let's just pretend it's not happening. Uh, good night, love. I'll never see you again because you're about to be murdered. But they won't take me because I'm a fucking man and I'm bald. <laughs> I gave you. Sorry. I'll take you, I'll tell you that. These <laughs> rooms are over there. Start with them first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you would address it, so you'd be like, oh, but these guys were just like, man in the doorway. None I, darling. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Um, didn't even say anything. The next morning, however, the house felt warm and dry. Like the, the ghost came in. Came well, in as if the heating had been on for 24 hours. How strange. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, they, they put some extra padding in. That's what they were doing. It was builders. They came in, they're like, oh, we're a bit late. Sacrable. Um, we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to pop all this like warming in because we left the house open for four months. <laughs> There's grand designs just popping over and being like, Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll just put this cladded in overnight. Yeah, oh, Andre, yeah, you saw Andre. He he likes leering at doorways. You won't see him again. We've sacked him. It was Don't worry about that. Cloud. He was doing a piece to camera in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. You can see the residents are now part of the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> just... When you come into this room, you'll suddenly notice the high ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> But the next morning, the house felt dry and warm, and sunlight was back through the windows, probably because day happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the parents spoke the next day, and they both agreed that although they were sceptics, they could not have, 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 have explained what they saw, mm. other than something supernatural was in the doorway, judging them. Appraising them. Yeah. Maybe it was just like, let's send the kids to bed. I've got this bag of crazy mushrooms. Let's have yeah. a little dip on them, yeah. go to yeah. bed, see a man in the doorway. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Be like, I've oh, my mate's head over. I didn't yeah. tell you, but he's now part of the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> because life is just a game, Paul. It's <laughs> just a game. We all need that gimp at the doorway. <laughs> all right. We'll go for another story here. Uh, the ghost who called Mother. Mother. <laughs> when Robert Wright, a retired farmer, appeared at the Stansted Sessions to claim possession of a house, he told a strange story relating to the house where he was living at the time. So he's trying to, sorry, he's trying to sell this house? I think so, yeah. But he's but selling fucking fucked up stories about it. not going to sell it that way, is he? No. He told the Western Daily Press... Not the Peterborough Press? No. These, these are fast approaching, like, I think at this time... Uh, in 1920, they were taken over Peterborough. It had its day, Peterborough Press. It was tired. Right. Reporting right, the same so... and the lottery number. <laughs> so, all right. Western Daily Press had the new guys come in. They got a bit of zazz about their stories. <laughs> like the Spice Girls on Channel 5. New channel, <laughs> yeah! Yeah, shit, mate. So in 1920, December, the Western Daily Press reported on the farmer's story, which Wright told as follows. At 2.30 one morning, he and his wife were awakened from sleep 
saw their bedroom door open and an apparition appearing in the doorway. It was that of a strange man wearing only a shirt, trousers, <laughs> and braces. <laughs> so he was like basically fully clothed. Like, didn't have so, any shoes on. He was only wearing a full set of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he was missing is fucking socks. Yeah, so he had no socks on. They were being darned. <laughs> that's what happened in the old days. You didn't buy new ones. You get them darned down the darners. <laughs> <laughs> the, the apparition in the doorway called Mother several times and disappeared. <laughs> that's a little disconcerting. <laughs> that's you know? a little bit fucking weird. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit weird. Um, anyway, Wright was a bit shook and then went to check on his son, the only other person in the house at the time. Probably going like, you been put. You put your fucking braces on, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Come in the room. <laughs> um, Have you only just got in? You fucking. <laughs> you think this place is a hotel, do you? <laughs> <laughs> down the darners. <laughs> down <laughs> the darners. Where your fucking socks, then? <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. His son was fast asleep, however, um, and after waking. He protested that he'd not been dreaming and had not left his bed. So well, uh, yeah, because no no child's ever lied to his fucking dad, is he? Not at all. Not at all. Are you dad Adonis again? <laughs> no, Dad. I was fast to kip. I was fast to kip. Didn't get up, didn't have a look at you and mum. The retired farmer was to see the apparition a second time when it was crouching in a corner on the landing. <laughs> what is it doing? <laughs> crouching in the on the left. <laughs> it's a dirty little corner. Don't come up here. <laughs> it's my corner. I'm they busy. never just stood in the middle of the fucking. Oh no, they never just stood in the way. No, like, they can't see me in the corner. Like, oh, I saw the ghost on the third step from the top. He let him through. <laughs> so <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I lowered the door for you, mate. Help, <laughs> yeah. ghost. No, he's yeah. in the corner. Like, with a bangled face saying mother, mother. <laughs> the sighting was so mercury <laughs> mother, mother I've just been watching a man <laughs> he's laying with his wife tomorrow there'll be trouble and strife <laughs> I don't remember that verse in that song but it sounds like uh... it the sighting had upset Wright and his wife so much that it had affected their health. So, this this is it. This is it. So, <laughs> he saw a ghost. It said mother a few times. And then that was it. No other reports. Right. Yep. Unless so, you know, the Daily Press had just got bored of the story. I mean, if that's it, how did he not sell the house? I'm sure he did straight after. Who's that, who's that woman who built the house? Crazy house. What was her name again? You oh, the remember. Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, she was there. She was like, right, I'll have a bit of that. Buy this. I'll put yeah. in five bob down for that. <laughs> got any stairs that go to nowhere? Let's put some in. Because that's what I like. <laughs> I love these ones. So far, my ghost story is about men in doorways. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's switch the scene a little bit, okay? All right, we're going to talk about the blue lady. Why are they always 
fucking different colours. <laughs> I swear, it's like he, every time we speak about ghosts, it's like a different character from the Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was the brown label. Like, proud about <laughs> yeah. her. Proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about her. All right, tell me what's blue about this bin. Okay, all right. The blue lady who, who frequents the Westwood house in Droitwich. Okay, she loves the place. Oh my god, it's never just like a normal place, is it? No, no. Um, <laughs> the Westwood House near Droitwich in Worcestershire dates from Elizabethan times. <laughs> it's an Elizabethan banqueting hall, and it was home to the Packington family. But in early 1950s, it was home to some alleged paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new guy, new gang coming in here, the the, the Birmingham Daily Gazette. Okay. Fuck me. Like there was a real <laughs> thing going on, wasn't it? They loved a They're gazette. Like, yeah, I'm gonna It's a gazette. Why is it daily? Um, but anyway, <laughs> the Birmingham boys in November <laughs> 1953 reported how a 23-year-old railway man named Ray Ward <laughs> That is such a railway man's name. It is. It is. <laughs> Ray Ward. <laughs> He's got enamel cups and a train master's hat. <laughs> There's, they're a little bit chipped. He's uh, wearing dungarees. Yep. Like, how hard is it for them? How hard is it to fucking piss when wearing dungarees? What a stupid I idea. I wouldn't like to imagine. You've got to take all of your clothes off to have a yeah. piss. All, like you meant standing at your urinal. Oh, like a, Rocky, like a, Rocky, like a four-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, key, nice. It's half time. Watching the big game of uh, to have a slash. You had him, and you literally fucking strip naked <laughs> to piss in your idol. You're wearing a white t-shirt, <laughs> blue, blue <laughs> dungarees are on the floor. <laughs> You're like, You're fuck. Fuck. like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, like uh, dungaree wearing Ray Ward had said that he's seen a ghost near the Westwood house shortly after midnight. So Ray lived in a cottage behind uh, the house and was returning from shift work. Uh, when he saw the figure of a woman bathed in a kind of blue light. <laughs> From a late shift. And like railwaymen, or railway people nowadays, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to discriminate. They don't exist now, do they? Well, I don't know. Well, how could they? They're like, they're, there's always like railway works all the time and nothing's ever working, so... I think they, they are the real operations here. <laughs> they do. They work <laughs> through the night. Ooh. They do long shifts. They're probably just really like tired. Anyway, Ray was walking around the side of the house when he caught sight of the woman's figure, uh, which was framed in an archway, which leads to the garden. Always <laughs> a doorway. Always a doorway. It's yeah. like why? They think there's going to be an earthquake. Like yeah, that's <laughs> a door. Yeah, a doorway's <laughs> the safest place than an earthquake, isn't it? Or the bath. Ghosts know something. That we don't. Or like you drag the bath into the doorway and then you <laughs> double you drag safe. your doorway over the bath <laughs> yeah or that yeah <laughs> something done already save yourself yeah. from all these earthquakes that happen in droitwich <laughs> <laughs> ray was like i could not see her face clearly but she was tall and graceful and there was a phosphorescent light about her as clear as day she must have remained there for about three seconds before she vanished. 
he saw it and he was like, right, let me time this. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as exactly. you see it, you have to time it. It's yeah. Or we know it this. is. So the apparition, so the apparition had long hair and wore a bodice like a girl at a party. <laughs> okay. She's having a great time. She's bathed in blue. She's party time. So uh, he's he's noticed all of this, but he doesn't notice what her fucking face looks like. Can't see it. It's bathed in blue phosphorescent light. Oh, just a face. <laughs> I just <laughs> had like a torch shined in her face. <laughs> yeah. But you can see the cleavage from this fucking bodice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's looking at. Ray. Yeah. He's 23, and all he does is work on the rails. Ray, though. It was halfway round his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> He's just back from his shift, they're around his ankles. He didn't have time. He just had to get out of quick. Shift's over. He had about three seconds to like whip that out and have a quick tug over this apparition of a woman in a bodice. <laughs> um, Ray, who had previously scorned people for believing in the supernatural, was now a believer instantly. Just like, now I believe. Yeah. I'm not going to question any of this. It's a ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meanwhile, the appearance of the so-called Blue Lady was not the only strange occurrence at Westwood House that year. (laughs) Right? The same source, the Birmingham Daily Post. Oh no, it was a different source, actually, because it was the (laughs) Birmingham Daily Gazette. (laughs) (laughs) Rivals? Rivals? Oh, no, the Post has come up with a really good like, (laughs) the Gazette's come up with a really good story, we've got to top (laughs) that. Uh, the Daily Post spoke with the new owner. They had the balls to go up to the house owner, um, Mr. Ah. H.G. Brown, who was sat before a roaring log fire in the Great Hall. And just Mr. sat there, like, enter. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a Great Hall, how did he say enter and they came in through the door? It must be, like, quite a distance away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like, just how long it would take to walk down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, you're like, I'm gonna be cool because the paper's coming round. I'm gonna say enter so that they come in. I've got yeah. to effect here. I'll sort of put the fire on and it's all happy. And then and it is like yeah. the door knocks and he's and he's like, enter the door because <laughs> they can't hear him. He's like, Oh fuck, I've got to shuffle down the hall. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Is there no one to open the door? <laughs> I live alone. <laughs> and so he was like I have lived here only 12 months, but in that time, at least eight people have claimed to see or hear things. One saw a horse and rider on the drive near the lake, and both my wife and her friend are convinced they have seen a man walking about the house. Not me, obviously. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not There's me. a horse what? out there. It's a ghost. No, it's just this time period where cars are not easily accessible by poor people. <laughs> it's just a person travelling about, having a yeah. good time. And What's that you got there? Ooh, that's scary. Like... Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the guy's obviously like spying on the wife and her friend, seeing if they're saying shit about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> On another occasion, friends staying at the house thought they had heard two children running down the passage to the right, yet both of them were fast asleep. So well, I guess they weren't those children, was it? It was different <laughs> children. Some other kids. Fucking um, Fritzel kids. <laughs> <laughs> running in between the walls. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Other people have noticed a, st- a strong smell of flowers in the cellar. The flower cellar. 
where flowers are kept. <laughs> no, people don't keep flowers in the cellar, do they? The thing is, Mr. Brown had not experienced any of these strange phenomenon, but he wouldn't sleep in a huge four-poster bed in Queen Elizabeth's room. So, <laughs> okay. <Right. he> didn't... <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not my bedroom, that's why. I'll sleep yeah. in <laughs> Tonight I still sleep in the Queen's room. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, what, Dad, what about your bed? Nope. <laughs> I chose this one tonight. Whee! <laughs> I to sleep in a lady's <laughs> bed. <laughs> I'm a lady today. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Probably didn't sleep in there because, like, you know, that's someone else's bed. Yeah. <laughs> Wife's bed. Like it should be. Yeah. Mr. Brown then went on to tell the, the Birmingham Daily Post. I tried it once, the bed, and it felt as if someone was pressing down on me all night. <laughs> Probably the other person whose bed it is. <laughs> it's like it's dark. There's no candles on. All the windows are shut. There isn't any street lights or any shit like that. So this person's like had a couple of meads, stumbled into bed, <laughs> laid on top of him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, someone's pressing down on me." And they're probably like, "Fuck it all, spit lumpy." <laughs> I'm, and then he's gone, I'm not sleeping in this bed again. Damn right, it's not your fucking bed, oh, you mug. Your... He was like, we put some relatives in there, but they never slept a wink. Probably because you, Mr. Brown, are standing at the doorway. <laughs> and when's it my go? I want to get in yeah. bed. <laughs> and how does he know they haven't slept a wink? I'm watching you sleep. Go on, go <laughs> sleep now. You winking? <laughs> I don't want to see any of it. <laughs> no, I want to see zero winking, please. <laughs> You're only allowed up to 39 winks. Don't get your full 40 winks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Brown had finished the interview early by telling the newspaper how he knew of no great tragedy or legend which might link the ghosts to the house. That's fucking suspicious. Yeah. Be like, yeah, so there's a bed that I don't sleep in. No one was murdered here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Time to leave. I'm yeah. murdering. I mean, an appointment. <laughs> yeah. Nothing sinister has ever happened here. <laughs> but we want to talk about these missing people, Mr. Brown. Oh, they left here many weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. nowhere near Queen Elizabeth's bedroom ever. <laughs> I didn't lay on them. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I've got another one here. All right. This is a good one. So this is called The Ghost of the Hanged Man. So one theme that many ghost stories have in common is that they offer a sense of justice in return for a wrongful death. Uh, so I don't really see that. Usually it's a man standing in a doorway, it seems like. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> Wanted to get into a bed. So, yeah. Someone standing there appraising other people's sexual antics. Or another man lurking in a corner. What's rewarded about that? Do you think it's like, you know, when you get called up for jury service, you're like, oh, I've been called up for jury service. But then one <laughs> night a man comes to appraise you while you're asleep. You're like, oh, your appraisal shadows come round. <laughs> I'm I get a day off of work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that, my 15 minutes of fame are coming up. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Little shadow notepad. Oh, nice. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, I'm sorry, that's How is that justice? <laughs> <laughs> There's no justice there. This particular ghost story, however, offers a somewhat different take. It's about a wrongful treatment of a person in, in death 
and their revenge in the afterlife. So right, yeah. Ghost's been bullied. He's taking it out on peeps. So That's what a fucking poltergeist is, isn't it? It's kind of like that. Well, Poltergeist... They're not, they're not, like, happy, are they? They're not nah, They want to move shit about and make stuff, like, really awkward. Yeah. So, on October the 13th in 1877... Okay, I know the dates. Mm. You love dates. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, yeah. <laughs> on a cold October in 1877, where the streetlights were candles... And people walked around aimlessly, um, wishing for the inn to open. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just wandering around. Oh. What do we do? I don't know. Shall we play Monopoly? Has been invented. invented. <laughs> 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 you see that thing on TikTok? Well, no. I'm, I'm, I'm aimlessly wondering. Why don't you do something with your fucking life? Be like, oh yeah, there's shit all over the roads because we haven't got irrigation. Let's just wander around aimlessly. No, invent irrigation. <laughs> they can't be bothered. They're drunk. Yeah, they're lazy. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm only going to live to 30 anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, YOLO. This is my life. <laughs> On October the 13th, Robert Schmail was hanged. <laughs> Are you sure that's pronounced right? Yes. Robert Schmale <laughs> or Schmale. It's Robert Schmale. Yeah, that's what it is. A bit of zazz to his name. Robert Schmale was hanged after a trial that found him guilty of a terrifying and inexplicable murder spree. Feel bad now for saying murders. The townspeople were filled with so much anger and hatred that they let his body hang for days. And the uh, tale says not one of the townspeople demonstrated even a shred of remorse, let alone forgiveness. Well, I mean, right, they were busy. Yeah. Fucking, no one's going to aimlessly walk around itself, is it? Like, stuff's got to get done. Stuff's got to get done. Kids got to throw stones yeah. at him. Like, he's yeah. dead. The ravens People... have got to pick his eyes out. Like, yeah. you know. It's the way of things. Yeah, circle of life. Since then, Schmale has been said to haunt the town. Those who have seen him say he appears as a ghostly male figure, but as soon as the figure registers you, it disappears into the darkness. <laughs> Why just gone? That's it. <laughs> I mean, oh, you've seen me. I feel oh. like with ghost stories. Okay, yeah. What's but... revenge filled about that? There's nothing. Yeah. The revenge is, you ain't seen me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. now now you're confused, aren't you? Bye. I'm so confused by this. Oh, he's got his revenge and the Schmarley curse. That will get you. Like, it's the story beforehand, which is supposed to be the scariest thing. Other than that, the ghosts actually... Are just standing, doing nothing. If anything, you're harassing him. Yeah, he's probably just him. chilling out, like you know, wandering around aimlessly. And then someone else bumps into him. It's like, oh fuck, I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, don't look here. Yeah, don't look at me then, because <laughs> I'm gonna turn around and look. Yeah, <laughs> don't look this way. I'm looking <laughs> now. Don't be there. <laughs> Like you can apparate any way you fucking want, <laughs> and you're telling me, don't you look at me? But you are there. I was here, but you don't have to be there. Where I'm crouching. 
Yes. <laughs> now we have a situation, don't we? Yes. Don't look at me. You're in my doorway. <laughs> Stand to the side, please. Ghost from the other side. Okay, this one's called The Ghost Nanny. All right. Mm. Which I feel would be like a fantastic show. Ghost Nanny. <laughs> yeah. A person called Kip. All right. They're in America. Mm. They have stupid names. Right. So, Kip from New York. <laughs> talks hey, of an old <laughs> Kip, and my name's Kip uh, Kip from New York talks of an old home that he and his wife purchased upon moving in <laughs> Kip saved up money um, <laughs> he's going places uh, upon moving in his wife invited her sister a newborn baby to come for a visit that's a complete fucking lie like anyone says oh yeah my sister's got a newborn baby We're like they ain't coming here <laughs> <laughs> Invited her because the baby's his. <laughs> really? No, it's a serious oh, <laughs> That's usually the case, right? Oh, come yeah. on. You know, I'm married to your sister, but can I see my son? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, bring off a little poorly. So Kip says they stayed in the downstairs bedroom and my wife was sleeping in an upstairs bedroom. <laughs> so he went downstairs. Let's <laughs> make baby number two. She's asleep. <laughs> yeah. My wife's sister's come over, so I'm going to go sleep downstairs with her <laughs> whilst my wife is upstairs. That's fucking weird. Hey, Sandra, are you nicely tucked in? I'm just making sure your sister's nice and comfortable. <laughs> with my dick. <laughs> the first night the guest stayed, his wife overheard her sister talking to somebody in the middle of the night. Her it husband. Was... <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, Kip's wife asked who she'd been talking to, and her sister replied, I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was an old lady standing over my baby, and I had to tell her to get away. It's actually a little bit of <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, Don't do that. Don't say like that. An old lady, like a wrinkly old... Rock bags looking lazy oh, fuck your mom. over your newborn <laughs> child. <laughs> okay, no, that's, right. That's, oh, no, that's horrendous. Yeah. According to Kip, there were more unexplained incidents in the house, including mysteriously moving lamps, <laughs> mysterious babies. <laughs> <laughs> Another one's popped up. I don't know how. <laughs> your sister was mysteriously pregnant again after she stayed here. What the fuck? <laughs> there was also a creepy occurrence with a fire alarm that went off while his wife was working outside in their garden. <laughs> Why is that mysterious? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, the fire alarm's gone off. It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly. No, you like, just burnt the toast again, you can't. the toast. Change like, the batteries. She immediately runs back into the house and figures out that it's the smoke alarm in the same downstairs bedroom that keeps going off. When she opened the door, she said for a split second, all she could see in that room where the sister was staying was white fog. Right. Like she's and, vaping in there? or <laughs> so I'm not doing nothing. Chucks it out the window. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a fog. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't come around your house and smoke. I wouldn't do that to you. Show that the baby would die. <laughs> yeah. So within moments, the fog had disappeared, and then the alarm shut off. That's uh, opened the door. Opened the door, yeah. And it the just fog disappeared. Then. <laughs> convinced, 
Since the house was haunted, Kip's wife reached out to a neighbour. They asked the neighbour about the property and discovered that the previous owner was a 90-year-old woman who tragically died in a house fire. In that house? Yes. Well, But the house was still standing? Maybe the house had a small fire. The old woman stood in the small fire and died. It was then extinguished. And then a bit of renovation (laughs) happened around. (laughs) Like, you know, when you're playing The Sims and you're like, oh, I know what would be fun. (laughs) I'll just take the door away and let them die in the room. So uh, Kip says, needless to say, we fixed up the house and got out of there as fast as we could and moved someplace else. I think it's really nice that they fixed the house up and then left because they wanted more then they paid for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> an old woman stood over the, the baby, or there could yeah. be a ghost fire. All right, we'll stick on, on the kind of creepy side of things here. Yeah, that was actually creepy. It was a little creepy. Um, but what about this? One thing that's actually quite scary with kids is imaginary friends. Yeah. All right? Because <laughs> you can twist it. It's like, oh, my imaginary friend was Bobo the Clown. He told me to do all things naughty, and that's why I did them. You're a liar. You just diverted yeah. the pain. Shut up. <laughs> and there's other friends who are like, my friend is uh, is a, a Dickensian um, workhouse master, and he tells me <laughs> to, like, bring him items. <laughs> like, Hold on a minute. <laughs> my my, my, my uh, imaginary friend is Fagan. <laughs> from Oliver Twist and I must pickpocket items I must pick a pocket servitude <laughs> Jacqueline from Oklahoma says you're Jackie my name's Jacqueline <laughs> I don't know what she says sounds like that but she does uh, Jacqueline from Oklahoma says that while her memories have faded over the years she recalls having an imaginary friend when she was young her grandparents Granny Junie and Papa Hank lived in a small quiet home with a tiny backyard and Jacqueline ghosts Jacqueline recalls <laughs> visiting them as a child <laughs> I have good memories of my papa Hank <laughs> Jacqueline says he would sit under the tree with me and tell me stories oh sounds like a good pup old made lemonade old made lemonade um, the stories were often about his life and the memories of prohibition He's, he couldn't oh get- lies they banned it. <laughs> they banned it. But I made some moonshine. <laughs> I made some moonshine and I got over the border. <laughs> For some reason, my memory is fading. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it could be the moonshine. Uh, you know that, actually, during the Prohibition, they raised the legal age of sexual consent for a female. To what? They raised it to 13. What? Just fucking <laughs> I know. So Jacqueline says her, her grandfather was a very interesting character. The only problem is that her grandfather died in 1981. Jacqueline was born in 1982. Oh. <laughs> oh. She was like, Don't think I ever realized that I was getting stories from a ghost. She says, adding that the rest of her family knew of his presence in the house. My granny Junie would never stay in the house on the anniversary of his death. And he did die in the house. Where did she go? <laughs> she was She's celebrating. A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I need the new pup Hank. 
because he's gone down. <laughs> oh, that's fucking creepy, isn't it? It's creepy, isn't it? Jacqueline also recalls hearing her Papa Hank get up in the middle of the night when she was staying over at the house, and it never occurred to her at the time that it was a ghost. <gasps> so, in hindsight, Jacqueline says that even though her childhood imaginary friend was actually her dead grandfather, it casts a different light because it was a relative and not a stranger. It is a stranger because she'd never met him because he died before she was born. So, like, it could be any ghost. It could have been any fucking ghost just bowling over. Oh, I'm a... Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I'm Bob Hank. Fuck it. (laughs) I just think it's so weird. Like, if you have a memory of, like, a a family member that you have vivid Mm. memories of, of particular things, like sitting under a tree hearing their stories that that kind of sticks with you but if that grandfather died a year before they were fucking born what is happening to that person what's happened to that guy well it didn't happen in the house so it must have been someone out in the garden like oh jacqueline's out there here we go hello jacqueline (laughs) it's me it's me papa hank (laughs) yeah let me tell you about the uh legal age of consent was raised (laughs) (laughs) alright so yeah that's creepy that's creepy Um, that's very creepy this one might be a bit creepier so this one's called the the phantom ambulance lights in the mid 90s we know you love it here we go I know this (laughs) okay a guy called Rob (laughs) worked as a this is the third Rob Rob this is the third Rob Rob's are like ghosts ghosts Rob worked as a paramedic in a small Texas town and tells a story of strange happenings that he and his partner experienced on a call one night. So once there was a man who didn't have a gun. He just (laughs) did not have a gun. I'll tell you the truth, he died of natural causes. (laughs) That man, he had never been shot at. <laughs> After receiving a call from a female having chest pains, he and his partner climbed into the ambulance to make their way to the address. We took off code three, which means using our emergency lights and sirens, Robert recalls. And in the absence of GPS back then, in the 90s, people had to use maps and mailbox numbers in America to help guide them to through like the countryside rural locations. Like waypoints. Yeah, just like flash your light over at a mailbox. Too, we're oh, too far. Too... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, someone's hit it with a baseball bat, these fucking wily youths. <laughs> Bastards. The address we were going to was a very rural one, says Robert. So there were no streetlights and it was very dark. Yeah, it was difficult to read the mailboxes in the dark. Mm. So as they searched the correct driveway, Rob says that he turned off the sirens after determining they found it. And he pulled in to discover that they were mistaken. So we turned off the emergency lights and backed up the road and went up to the correct driveway, he explained. But upon a driving at, uh, arriving at the scene, the paramedics realised that they'd been to the exact same address one month prior for a male suffering from a cardiac arrest. Oh, and they just, in... like, just got a really bad diet in that house. Yeah, they're like, shit, people's hearts. <laughs> they're having yeah. for this one. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> I have a glass of bacon fat with that. <laughs> How'd you like your eggs? I like my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking bacon everywhere. In, in typical medical black humor fashion, 
we mentioned to each other that this was probably the wife who was now having a heart attack and she was going to join her husband. So because he fucking had one, now she's having one. What a fucking <laughs> liability this house is. Wet, <laughs> wet, wet, wet. <laughs> oh, the fun we have. Oh, I'm gonna die of heart attacks. Right, but they jumped from their ambulance, laughing along the way with bags <laughs> in tow, and began treating the woman, who fortunately ended up being all right. Rob says that he sent his partner to get a stretcher from the ambulance, like in the olden days when they come out with stretchers. <laughs> 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 what well, did they get that first, though? Did I know. Go into the building with it. We'll go in there. Oh, she's still alive. All right, get a stretcher then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking joke. We're not doing it. Um, so, yeah, they needed a stretcher so they can get her to hospital for an evaluation. When the partner returned, he had this strange look on his face. According to Robert, the pair wheeled the patient out to the emergency vehicle, and that's when Rob saw that the ambulance had nearly every light on. Strobe lights, floodlights, right. interior lights, everything was on. Okay. Wow, the ghost did that. It was literally Tommy, who lived across the road, that spent half his life destroying Toy Story <laughs> characters, setting them onto rockets. He was like, I'm going to fuck about it. Nino, Nino, Nino. Somebody's just me. turned on, or the fucking ambulance is failing yeah. because of the fucking funding issues that they're having out yeah. there. Or his mate, who was trying to get the stretcher, was like, well, let me just get the stretcher, accidentally <laughs> knocking every fucking yeah, switch. I all the lights. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck it. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> um, after taking the patient to the hospital, Rob asked his partner why he turned all the lights on. Partner uh, said, I hadn't. <gasps> no. The mystery. That's a weird reply. I hadn't. I hadn't turned <laughs> lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I had some fresh shot, Tom. <laughs> In fact, he reminded Rob that they'd shut all the lights off after they were going to the wrong address. Like, Rob, no. We turned the lights a... off. May I remind you? <laughs> we had to turn the lights off. Shan't you remember that we hadn't turned all the lights off going to the wrong address? <laughs> Does your memory not serve you well? <laughs> Neither of us recall activating the emergency light stripes or floodlights when we arrived at the house and of the real reason to do so when we'd already gotten there. Okay, in the end, we wrote it off as the dead husband letting us know they were still there. <laughs> they were laughing too hard as they were pulling in. Ah, she's died as well. Lol, banter. Get the bag. Okay, so we'll go on with another one here. And this one is titled yep. The Boy With No Eyes. None of them. Didn't have any of them. They've all gone. Where? Let's find out. <laughs> so, one night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. That's <laughs> you when you're a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it happened to me. I was really ugly. <laughs> I'm not going in that room. Oh, Rob's in there. Ooh, <laughs> Rob, go to the dog kennel. This person there says, I felt my leg grazed and then the bed sunk under a person's weight. It's just my mum, I thought, and I opened my eyes. Oh my God, I'm glad you said eyes. <laughs> I opened my eyes. <laughs> oh, it's just my mum, so I spread my legs. <laughs> However... 
it was not my mum. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets. About my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. Okay. Did you see my eyes? (laughs) Want to play marbles? Oh, is that? Love jumbo eyes on there. <laughs> jumbo eyes. Yeah, jumbo. He's got jumbos. I'm a um, small boy at the age of ten with massive fucking frog eyes. Big jumbos here. <laughs> <laughs> he extended his hand, and in it was a little box. I was startled, but reached out. He right. pulled pulled back. I reached out again and said, "Give it." It's been a bit like forceful with this complete stranger with no eyes on his fucking <laughs> Yeah. Bed. You're like, I'm in charge of this situation. Give it. You're in my room. I want it. This is my house. <laughs> then I blinked, and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But I could still see the imprint of where he sat on the bed. Ugh. Bit weird. Fast forward five years. Right, it's 15 now. My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap. <laughs> As you do. After she finished doing her homework? Yeah, I was really tuckered out doing my homework. Yeah. Nap here. Oh, where's the reference for this? Oh, let's have a nap. <laughs> um, she just got finger smashed. <laughs> she took a nap while, wait, while she waited for her parents to pick her up. So it's a late night sesh. When they arrived, I tried waking her. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. Corner. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you explained what a corner is to me. I really need that. That's necessary. I had to. I had to. We know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> I shook her again she came to full consciousness and I explained what she'd done she looked haunted up on the wall I saw a boy with no eyes he was there in a spider-man pose staring at me <laughs> like like whipping his like hand up like, <laughs> yeah. hey is that Mary Jane <laughs> <laughs> like I told her the story about the same kid fast forward another five years there's now 20 still in the same bedroom <laughs> get out right. Right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was in the I was with the same girlfriend. All right, well done. You last in. Oh, you're gonna I'll marry like... her. <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. And they had a two-year-old, and they didn't move out. They were still living in the same room, <laughs> saving up. Some people say. Um, <laughs> my daughter, the two-year-old, started waking up at the same time every night, and she'd talk after a while. I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. Dad? Dad? Dad, why are we still living here? (laughs) (laughs) Dad, Nana's up again. She's Dad. Dad, Dad, you're a loser. Dad. (laughs) Dad, why is mum looking at the corner of a room? Dad, where's that boy's eyes? <laughs> <laughs> it literally is that, though. 
I noticed that she had the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her, who are you talking to? How is that painful? Well, it's the same time every night. I'll be like, for fuck's sake, what, who are you talking to? It's not, oh, who could you be talking to? You're it's not like, being oh, playful. The police were playfully asking the murder suspect. <laughs> I was beating him. <laughs> so asked her like, who she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and he's looking for his mummy. This daughter's conversations uh, continued until they got their own place later that year. Oh, thank God they actually moved out then. Yeah. What kind of two-year-olds having those kind of conversations? I'll speak to a two-year-old and they'll be like, I'll be like, hi, how's your day? Is it good? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, look at this. There's a bogey at the end of their finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tractors. <laughs> oh, well, I was sistiking with a young boy who had lost his mother. <laughs> <laughs> had quite the stories and told me all about Minsk. <laughs> It's a place uh, in Russia, would you know? <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. And then that's how it ends. They move out. Obviously, the eyeless boy was uh, was haunting that room looking for his mummy. But he can't. He's got no eyes. And I want to know what's in the little box. Yeah. And what's Red up in that corner? Well, he was doing Spider-Man poses. They're the only times that these occurrences had happened. Every five years. Blimey. Yeah. All right. Okay. The little hands. I never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. The right. end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that and your fucking bio on Facebook. <laughs> I've lived in a haunted house. I have no defining characteristics. <laughs> um, other houses on her street had strange things going on too. Of course they did, because when she was growing up and young, they didn't have telly. (laughs) Strange things. They didn't have anything else good to talk about. Like, oh, yeah, did you read that about that in the news? That there was no news. (laughs) News didn't exist before television. No. Yeah. Well, it did in papers and stuff. I guess. Guess all you want. (laughs) I'm all about hard facts. (laughs) A few homes away from her lived a family. And one (laughs) night, what the fuck is that line? A few homes away. No. <laughs> a couple of doors down. Right. A couple of doors down lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. Ah, oh, it hurts. The next day, she was dead. <laughs> was that a headache? She passed away from an aneurysm. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing. Because <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Well, I'm going to go and lay down, got bare dead. Dead now. Yeah. However, after the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy. Take a nice little trip down to Miami. We'll have a <laughs> think about this. Oh, <laughs> go to Florida. Let's go to this lad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our minds off the tragedy. <laughs> the father asked uh, my uncle, my mum's brother, just to clarify, hey. to check on their pets. All right, they've gone away. They want somebody to look after the pets. My mum and dad, who were dating at the time, <laughs> saucy, went right. with as a as a trio to go and look after these pets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three man job. Right? They're looting the house. They're looting the house. <laughs> really nosy and like a couple of doors down. Let's have a look. Is it the same yeah. layout as our house? Slightly <laughs> different. They haven't got a wall. Oh, the stairs are. They took it out. Looks nice. Opens it up. 
So they went they went with them, uh, and the mother had her. There was a nice grand piano, and she wanted to play it. She wanted to go into the house and play the piano while they're not yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Three of us, yeah. we're going to do that. My dad was studying to be a vet, so he there right. was interest in animals anyway. <laughs> I guess. A very <laughs> tenuous link there. Um, after rentering the house... I'll come with you. I want to see the animals because I want to be a vet. <laughs> I'm just popping around to do the pets. Do you want to come? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, the pets, yeah. <laughs> I want to be a vet, don't you know? Uh, after entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals, where they kept them in the basement. What the fuck? The grand pianos, like, in the middle of the fucking house, everything, and the pets are in some grubby, skanky... <laughs> It's that basement. It is. So they're in the basement. And then the mother went to play the piano on the ground floor. So she's like, oh, this is great. You go down to the grubby animal shack downstairs and have a clean up all that. She was playing it and she felt something brush her ankles. She thought it was a cat that must have left the basement and walked past her. So she kept playing and then she felt it again. And she looked under the piano and saw nothing. She carried on playing, and she felt hands clasp her legs tightly. She shit herself, and then went <laughs> to the basement door and called my uncle and father and waited for them. They leave the house, and uh, back outside, my uncle could tell that my mum was rattled and asked what was wrong. My brother was well interested, because animals were there. He drew him away from that. He wants to be on bed, don't you know? <laughs> How long was she waiting? Like she goes up to the door. Alright, but guys, Korea, we getting fucked out of it. Like, yeah, hold on, we're just uh, the the pets. pets you know, yeah, like he's yeah. drawing little things about what animals look like. <laughs> Pose for me. Pose for me. He's writing moo next to that one because he thinks it's a cow, but it's not. <laughs> it's just a cat. Uh. So he told them what happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath the piano, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down on the pedals. That's (laughs) fucking haunting. It's creepy, right? (laughs) The eerie attic. They went back into the attic. No, no, this is a different story. The oh, eerie right, attic. right. Okay. Um, before this person got down to recounting their scariest of ghost stories about living in a place that was obviously teeming with honest-to-goodness members of the spiritual world, they pointed out the, the irony of ghost stories beginning with the phrase, I don't believe in ghosts, but... Uh... Oh, no matter how ghost stories begin, it always hinges on the notion that you have to believe in ghosts. It's like saying, uh, I'm not homophobic, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not racist, but... I've never been a racist, but, like... Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind shared toilets, but... (laughs) (laughs) A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to our Australian listener or listeners. I know that you're out there. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> um, but we're, we're, we're telling a ghost story about, about your home country uh, they yeah. went on to recall it was my first time living on my own 
the apartment. Someone wanted to live with me, but I said, rack off. <laughs> I said, rack off, Drazik, you bogan. It was the first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I've been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went to the bathroom. I saw to something. The to the dunny. Yeah, I saw so... something strange. A wooden board, which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space, lay fractured in two pieces on the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I examined... <laughs> Okay. Examined it. <laughs> I got my forensic kit out. Like, I've got yeah. my magnifying glass. I'm looking at clean break. It's <laughs> a clean break there. Any Look at the shard fibers. <laughs> can't, see, can't see it. Get that white chalk right out. It lay on the ground in two pieces. I examined those pieces. The board was an inch thick, and it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. I think just a strong man to break. <laughs> yeah. Dory That's says Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay. I can't That's imagine. fucking Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine somebody got that down and then done a karate punch to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the landlord had sent someone to do some work on the attic. But <laughs> and a landlord, landlord sent someone around to just punch blocks of wood. <laughs> Go around his ass. Punch it. <laughs> He hasn't paid enough rent. I'm going to take it out on that little wooden bit above his Danny. <laughs> Punch that sled of wood, good and true. Good and true. Give it a break. It's an inch thick. Give Bruce Lee to do it. He works here now. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce, we've got another bit of wood for you to fucking punch. It's just a guy called Bruce, but he punched a bit of wood once, and now he's nicknamed Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> However, the guy was kind of frozen with fear, and he thought, you know, someone is up in that attic, for sure. Yeah, that would fuck me up, I'll be honest. This is yeah. less ghost story instantly, and more like, Somebody's living in my fucking attic. There's a fear that some like genuine people have. Not cool. I emailed pictures to the landlord and asked if anybody's been up there with an undertone of annoyance since they haven't warned me. Like as a as a as a tenant, I've got fucking rights. (laughs) (laughs) How would that email go? Dear landlord, hi, hope you're well. Hope this email finds you well. (laughs) Uh, I'm fucking petrified. Bye. Well. I hope this email finds you well. Are you well? <laughs> well. Are you well? Well, I'm not well. Well, look at this. The well in the front room is well. <laughs> there's there's now a well in my front room because this is the ring. Less of the well. <laughs> he sent the, the, the pictures to the landlord. Um, her reply read, Please call me as soon as you're able to. <laughs> Why did she just call him? <laughs> Dear tenant, I hope you will to see where I find you well. Call me ASAP. Bye. <laughs> just fucking phone him. But the bottom of the email is like, Already available Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and she explained that the last two tenants had the same problem. Uh, she promised that she'd replace the board, and she did. Right. How about instead of replacing right. the fucking shitty wooden board, fix the fucking ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Typical landlord, isn't it? Like, open yeah. the windows when you have a shower. The mold's not yeah. my responsibility, it's your responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A month later, I woke up one night around 4am. My body was covered in goosebumps. 
I felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands on me. Everything was silent. But then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. 50 pounds of russets. <laughs> I froze. Convinced someone was up there. There is no animal that could make that sound. And after five minutes, I have worked up enough courage to turn on the light, right? <laughs> In typical Australian fashion, armed to themselves with a cricket bat and walked into Fuck the it, bar. Aye. Shane Wong will be proud of me. <laughs> I would want the ashes. <laughs> That's when I saw that the new board covering the hole was broken in two. Fuck off. I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else. Whispering. <gasps> the sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices. Well, I could that was what... the words. Someone was just whispering. Children's voices. <laughs> it's like audio <laughs> description from the television. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes being dragged. <laughs> People walking. Board breaking. So it sounded like children's voices and I could hear one sentence being repeated over and over. It's your turn. I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. It was 5am <laughs> and dark outside. I watched my TV to try to like get it out of my head. Yeah. Then the fuse blew. My pet budgie Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he'd been strangled. I never heard him make those sorts of noise before. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys and ran out, sat in my car and waited there until the sun came up. What about his poor fucking bird? Dexter! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the keys and getting out. <laughs> Every man for himself. Sorry, Dex. You're like locked in a cage. At least open the fucking cage and let him go. When I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in the house. The oh, I love door. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, forget about everything oh. Um, oh dogs the front door was open but I figured that I might have gotten, uh, forgotten to close it so uh, when, he, when they ran out uh, I went into the kitchen to check on Dexter but he wasn't in his cage I felt sick again what? all my windows were closed so I looked everywhere inside when I walked in the bathroom I heard splashing Dexter <laughs> half drowned in the toilet oh. I took him out, washed him and dried him I was so confused you didn't really need to wash him he's in the toilet, he's had a little bath he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking soaked who fucking oh, did I know what would help him out, I'll soak him more <laughs> come here, wash time who <laughs> let Dexter out and try to oh, kill him in the toilet oh. I was confused, at 8 o'clock I called the landlord and gave I her a confused. of the night Oh, wow. You heard whispering, too. She said. <laughs> I was like, like, she doesn't care. Yeah. Like, Man, put fucking another board on there now, you bastard. Yeah, whispering, eh? Yeah, cool. This could have been an email. <laughs> Later, not immediately. Yeah, yeah. Out of hours, send an email. You'll get picked up on the front desk. <laughs> Uh, I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions and twice the board covering the hall 
had moved. Although I live elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. And she said that new tenants had begged to speak with me about the stuff that's been going on there. So it's carried on. Fucking get someone up in that attic and have a look. Yeah, get that done. Don't just worry about, oh, not the board again. Get someone up there. Get the men in black up there. I don't know. That's nasty. Well, I lived there for 18 months afterwards as well. Surely don't renew that tenancy. You are caught in that tenancy, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You did sign a two-year tenancy, so you're doomed for... uh... (laughs) She knew that as well. You haven't signed a contract with the devil. Just (laughs) just leave the house. The devil. Yeah, that's That's creepy. That's creepy because, like, could that, you know, there's a fear of people living in your attic. That's a genuine fear. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm petrified of home invasion. I'm absolutely freeze. Yeah, like often, at most, probably three times a week, I get up in the middle of night and do a little tour of the house. That's fair enough. But you you just don't want what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Go check that board still there. Great. That's what I'm going to fucking do tonight. Oh, <laughs> no, the board is not there. Oh, oh, shit, oh. I am as well. I don't mean to crack That's horrible. Up. Yeah, you do. Make sure we haven't got that fucking picnic camper anywhere near the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the picnic camper. The co-op ghost. The cooperative. The cooperative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you joking? No. <laughs> We've had weeks to plan this. <laughs> We have had weeks. <laughs> like, the co-op is, is it graces every town. It's... Oh my my I'm not even in a town. I'm in a little village of like three pubs and twelve co-ops. Like, <laughs> yeah. Co-op funeral care. Co-op. Yeah. yeah, they love it. Okay, the co-op ghost. All right. And this is in Wishaw in North Lanarkshire. The haunted self-service counter. <laughs> <laughs> it said I'd had six carrots. But I never put them through. <laughs> it said it needed ID for these razor blades, and it just did it. <laughs> it didn't take my change. <laughs> and then I saw it said card only. <laughs> the great haunting of the co-op. This better be really good, Paul, because right. I'm already disappointed. <laughs> In September 1966. The damn cops. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> of course I did. Um, okay. Police. <laughs> it's a fucking story about it in 1966. Um, the police were called out to a car park near Wishaw, near the electricity board's office in Hill Street. You know the place. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and the co-op building in Russell Lane. Right? But it's not your usual call out. Indeed, <laughs> a group of teenagers at the car park claimed they'd seen a ghost and were scared. <laughs> By what they saw. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have mobile phones then. They would have to like run to a payphone. Yeah. Done the whole dialing thing. Uh, I've seen a ghost. I'm scared. Go they home. Were, they were that scared that they called the police. So that's that's how scared they were. <laughs> they were instantly like, a ghost. I've got to call the police. <laughs> so the police, as can be imagined, were not impressed. A newspaper had reported on this, obviously, as they do. Yeah, what, there <laughs> and then? No, yeah, there's, someone, there's, someone, there's always a reporter in the olden days standing next to someone in case news breaks. <laughs> Every <laughs> second person is a news reporter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, oh. they said a ghost. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, we're not sure what action the teenagers expected the police to take in apprehending a ghost, but the officer's problem was solved when they discovered on arrival at the scene that the ghost was gone. <laughs> they treated the incident as a hoax, but of course they answered the emergency call just to put the young minds at rest. Well, that didn't right. disappoint, did it? <laughs> Hold on. The teenagers, oh, right. around 18 at the time, however, were adamant that they saw something supernatural. And, speaking for the group, had said to the paper, We were standing in the car park when we saw the figure of a woman up at one of the windows in the gable end of the co-op building on Russell Lane. What does that mean, gable end? That's like where the, the roof meets... So, okay, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I'm trying to like tell you about real life. Things. I'm not interested in reality. Just tell me your shit stories. Okay. Gable right. was even the expert. Cable. That was Gambit. <laughs> Cable, you got mixed up. She had short blonde hair and had staring eyes. Everything about her was white. And as we watched. She waved around for us as if she was asking us to come up her. Come up. <laughs> I miss misspoke. <laughs> she waved her hand as if to say she was asking us to come up to her. The hand seemed as though it was coming through the glass of the window, although it was closed. In a cupping motion. <laughs> come up her. <laughs> Given the lateness of the hour, it was about 11 o'clock, so late. Um, there was no need for anybody to be in the building. Meanwhile, or the car park, or anywhere. Why are you 18 and hanging around the car park at 11 yeah. o'clock? What's that? Um, one of Anne's friends actually worked in the building and said that the room that they saw the figure in was only ever used for junk and empty boxes. It was little wonder then that they were scared. That's the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. Where are you getting these from? <laughs> Come up, me. Come up, me. Oh, I'm a ghost. Come up, me. The final story. Okay. I've got ghostly stories. And I'm very sorry. I feel like I've disappointed with some of the ghost stories. <laughs> no, <here>. no. <laughs> but really, there's been some gems in there. This really goes to prove that people like attention and love to kind of big up a story a bit so <laughs> you're not seeing ghosts you love the drama <laughs> yeah. it's just you're like oh i'm not going to explain the fact that you know someone's living in my attic like a real life person <laughs> yeah it's ghosts yeah. it was ghosts i'm not going to explain that i'm fucking misplaced a gallon of milk it's a ghost <laughs> still live with my mum no no i boy <laughs> no i boy made me stay <laughs> Oh well, yeah, I did leave the uh, the lights on on the ambulance. Left all of them on actually, but I'm embarrassed. So ghosts, ghosts on the banister? No, just a sad old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, the final story is called "House for Sale Currently Occupied." Nice. <laughs> when I was a kid, we lived in a haunted house. Strange things happened all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And the definition of strange with all these stories is not strange. <laughs> yeah. Circumstantial, usually. <laughs> it really is. Or um, just criminal. Just some criminal damage. 
For example, my dad and I were alone in the kitchen one day making a snack. We put our plate on the kitchen counter and walked away to the fridge together, side by side. You walked away? (laughs) The fridge was in another room. (laughs) To the fridge. Get on the horses, right down to the fridge. (laughs) Two days ride. (laughs) So we put our plate on the kitchen counter and walked away to the fridge. Uh, we got what we wanted out of the fridge. Like, information. information. We got what we wanted out of the fridge. Turned around to walk back to the counter. And the plate flew off the kitchen counter, broke on the floor. Right. My dad tried to calm me down. <laughs> I'm sorry, hysterics. <laughs> the plate was just blown off the counter. Um, <laughs> well, let's face it. The plate wasn't near the edge of the counter and there were no windows or do- doors open. And no one else was home. I also woke up to an old lady standing by my bed on more than one occasion. And I told myself I was dreaming. That's scarier than the fucking plate. Why didn't she leave with that? (laughs) Like, you know, Jesus. I had to be be calmed down by my father after the plate. (laughs) But the woman... I'm I'm dreaming. Yeah, no, just that woman standing over me. Yeah, I was dreaming, so... (laughs) (laughs) Years later, I looked up the address and found that an old couple had lived there for many years before we moved in. Right, Apparently, the house was broken into, and an old woman was raped and murdered, and the old man sold the house and moved. Fucking hell. First occupant since the incident. Right, okay. Now, we only lived there for about a year. My parents swear we moved so quickly because we got a better deal on another house nearby, but we know it was because the house was haunted, and the priest they brought in to bless the place told them that we should move. It was like, you know, get out of here. It's yeah. a lovely place down the road. My wife works in real estate. Uh, <laughs> she'll yeah. set you up. I feel like yeah. priests could easily manipulate the housing market. Yeah. Be like, yeah. no, nah, we're going to knock this area down. Ghosts. Yeah. Or they could just get rid of the ghost. So, ghosts, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Are, um, are they real? So, ghosts, like, are they real? Are they not? Do the stories bear any relevance to situations that have happened to you? Do you have any ghost stories that you'd love to share with the podcast? You can contact mm. us on our social media, which all plays at the end of the episode. Let us know. Have you seen a ghost squatting on your stairwell, having a little yeah. ghost dump? Have you <laughs> have you been scared <laughs> of a board in your attic um, dropping down? Because you haven't really placed it properly and you just can't fit it into the slot very well and it keeps falling off. <laughs> ghosts. Like, although in the original episode I said ghosts do exist, I still believe I like I'm a skeptic and I'd love to know if ghosts do exist. I'm open to the idea and some things can't be explained, but with a bit of logical thinking, they, yeah, they can and be. science. And science, they can be plausibly described. So yeah, just let us know. Do you have any ghost stories? Have you 
um, encountered a, a child ghost who's been touching your ankles. What they've been up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody been fiddling around with your grand piano. Let's know. <laughs> what kind of pets do you keep in your basements? <laughs> Basement pets, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, to would you let the bird out the out the cage, or would you just let it fucking die an insufferable that, death? That feels like one of those emergency choices that you get in games. Like, you have to be like, <laughs> let the bird yeah. out or let it die. It's gonna have ramifications later on in your story. <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh, the bird will save you. Human. <laughs> <laughs> The bird would have saved your life later on down the line. Like it would have jumped in front of a bullet for you. <laughs> but it's dead now, so you're dead. So yeah. Um you can come back as a ghost, however, and you know, uh, stand over a baby. So <laughs> have you lost your mother? Where is she? <laughs> oh, this is on a postcard. <laughs> How was your trip to the south of France? Tell all. Tell all. Was it a saucy? Uh, like a little vacation where you know you had to take the kids, but you bought a couple of audio books to put on super loud so you could get cheeky. There was a man there staring at you while you were doing it, and did you enjoy it um, or not? Depends. So yeah, this has been the ghost episode of, in my humble opinion, um, Happy New Year once again. Um, sorry if this has scared you a little bit. I hope that you're listening to it during the day because, again, I forgot to warn you at the beginning that this might be a little bit creepy. Um, so Ooh. if you are easily scared, apologies. We have a disclaimer at the beginning. We are not liable for your fear. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's your own. Uh, nothing to do with us. If you do send us emails regarding this, uh, please make sure they greet us well. And, uh... <laughs> We may ask you to ring us immediately. <laughs> Depends on what the context is. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. 2024 is going to be a big year for us. Uh, we have mm. some fantastic things planned. Um, yeah. So we hope that you'll be able to join us uh, on one of our many adventures. We'll <laughs> see what you mean now. Yeah. I've been Paul. I've been Rob. And you've been listening to the In My Humble Opinion Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye bye now. You have been listening to the In My Humble Opinion Podcast. Ghosts again? Join us on Instagram by searching at humble opinions underscore podcast or TikTok by searching at In My Humble Opinion Podcast or viewing us on YouTube by searching In My Humble Opinion Pod or one word.